What up, it's your boy Seeds from We Made It Podcast. You know, we're doing this straight out the dungeon. Uh, you know, your boy locked down right now. You know, that COVID protocol, so. But regardless, I think it's really important to show love right now to Diego Maradona. Um, I forever, um, I remember as a kid being in Brazil and all my friends and stuff and family always talked so much trash about Argentina, which that includes me too, especially being Brazilian, but. They used to talk about how Pele was so much better than Maradona, and Pele was, you know, the GOAT, and I absolutely agree he is. But I remember one day just thinking to myself, I just want to see what Maradona was like. Like, they say he's so good. Like, if there's a debate about this, he must be good. I remember I watched a highlight of him playing. I forgot what. Well, it might have been 84, but I don't have the number right. Oh, my God. What a magician. Just silky, silky smooth player. On on out of this world talent and of course a World Cup winner. Big shout out to him. You know Maradona threw ups his ups and downs in life. Whether that's people talking about some of his drug abuse, and which to me I don't really you know it's whatever. I mean people, everybody got somebody in their family that deals with a lot of drug abuse and drug issues or anything of that sort. So I'm not gonna be too heavy on him for that and. Some of his political things, which we've talked about, and we made a podcast, you know, where he's, you know, had the, the George Bush shirt that Bam, that 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 post we talked about. So he's had his ties, and he has a Che Guevara tattoo on his arm. McDonald's about that life, and um, always got to show respect and love to a legend. It's sad. One of the two greatest players of all time passed away today. That's what happened. One of the two greatest soccer players of all time passed away today, and it's a sad day. I would have never thought, actually, he would have passed away after Pele, which is, I mean... Before Pele, which is crazy, because considering their age difference, only 60 years old, just a couple years ago, he was coaching in Qatar, and, you know, he was a former coach of Argentina, and a World Cup winner, once again, RIP Diego Maradona, show love here from We Made It Podcast, rest in power. Rest in peace, Diego Maradona, wow, what a tragic day, November 25th, you know, it's bad, We Made It Podcast. We were planning and you know an all out episode talking about Champions League and everything, but after this uh tragic situation of Maradona dying at the age the young age of sixty, we decided to put that to the side and just go ahead and dedicate the episode to him. Um you just heard Caesar doing his uh memorial of him. I'm recording mine and then we're gonna have a, we're going to play after this our the segment from our episode, I think it was 128, where we talked about the documentary they did on Maradona came out last year, 2019, on HBO. Um, I love the documentary. I watched it. I think, you know, I, I mentioned everything in there. But, um, yeah, just want to dedicate this to him and his legacy. Um you know, he's one of those people that had, I mean, obviously I was too young to see him play in his prime, but, um, you know, so I'm going around the world as a coach and as kind of like an international figure, um, you know, for me, it's mostly seeing him involved with different political issues. Not that, you know, he would, he would be outspoken, not that he was like, you know, on the front lines necessarily, but he was, you know, making his allegiances known. And, you know, there's, if if anybody wants to, you know, learn more about him 
in recent times, they were saying that um, one of the things that saved him was his friendship with Fidel Castro. Um, very interesting articles about that that I've read. Um, you know, he's controversial and, you know, he had issues. But I think someone that came from where he came from, which you'll hear about when I talk about the documentary, um, you'll see that, you know, this is a person that lived the life of many, many people. You know, he, he, he rode the wave. He was, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, as a player, he's, you know, he's indescribable, you know, on the highest levels, he won the world cup, maybe even a bigger achievement, won champions league with Napoli. Wow. Incredible. Won the league. The first time Napoli ever won the league, uh, Maradona led them. And yeah, it's, it's a sad day. Um, and that's why we decided to go ahead and just dedicate this episode for him. So I hope you can enjoy. Uh, We made a podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. And what you'll be hearing now is our review of the Maradona documentary that came out in 2019. Thank you. And rest in peace, Diego Maradona. We'll see what happens. Okay, really quick. um, Well, not necessarily that quick. But I did watch the Diego Maradona documentary because... We're trying to do the best football podcast in the world out here, and we're actually like caring about what's going on. We're not the dudes that's trying to be viral on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to do something substantial here and like make the sport be more than just highlight reels and uh, and viral tweets. Um, but I guess we could be better on, on social media. But you know, somebody has the good phone, and they don't want to do it. But anyway, oh, so your phone sucks? Yeah. Okay. Do you get a new one? <laughs> well, actually. Uh, maybe. Um, it's been over two months. Relax. Okay, Caesar. I did watch his documentary over like the span of like four days. Oh. Uh, so it was interesting. Like I didn't. I, I know. I know a little bit about Diego Maradona, but not like about his life. So I'm just gonna kind of go over some of the stuff um, that happened uh, with him. He became somewhat famous at about 15. That's when he started taking care of his family. Um, the, the, the team give, gave him an, an apartment, and he's. He's from a shanty town in in Argentina, not the slums. It's literally a shanty town. Like it's like looked like District Nine. It was rough. They were showing the uh, the cameras there where he's from, like the like as poor as you can get. I don't even know where he's from. He's from an area in Buenos Aires, like outside of Buenos Aires. I forgot the name of it. Um, something with an F. Damn, I wish I remember the name. Did Montana. I write it down? Um, I might have wrote it down. I can't remember. Um. I can't remember, but um, just that level of poverty. Like he's probably the only person that ever made it out of there, dude. Like made it, made it anywhere. Yeah, like it. Uh, like they're showing him, like wow, <laughs> that is poor. Like literally, the the best thing they got is that there's actually a roof on the tin shack because that's probably like. It could have been like, yeah, they don't even have roofs. They just got walls. Like, Jesus. crazy poor. But um, he, they gave him an apartment when he was 15. And that's when he started taking care of his family. Um, obviously, he went to Barcelona. He, he played in Argentinos Juniors, and then he went to Boca Juniors. Um, and then he won the league there. I forgot what year that was. And then from there, he went to Barcelona, obviously. Um, 
played there for two seasons, didn't ever finish a season. He hurt his ankle one year. He he didn't like Barcelona at all. Um, there's that big fight against Athletic Club. I, I remember um, him saying that they were like saying racist chants to him when he was at like playing against Athletic Club. They were calling him um, an in, like Indio, like saying racist stuff to him. Um, so yeah, he he said he like left Barcelona with like with no money even, and he had, like super like some dude tackled him like hella messed up his ankle. One thing that was crazy is they were like showing his ankle surgery. Like there was like cameras there when he was getting his ankle surgery, like showing them like open up and everything. And I'm like, it's funny because we think about like now, like the media and stuff is so invasive and there's cameras around like, damn, that was in the eighties and they were showing that back then. So it ain't, it ain't as new as you think. No, it's like, yeah, um, we're just, we're and, showing ankle surgery. And, and that ain't, and that ain't like putting your phone camera. It's a big old camera. You know? <laughs> like how uncomfortable is that? Like move over doctor. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. get this shot. <laughs> like, I gotta zoom in on this knife cut. Yeah. You gotta like put the tape in there and like go in there. Anyway. Um, oh God. He said he left Barcelona broke, and he said that Napoli was the only team that wanted him. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, he said that uh, they were saying that him going to Napoli was crazy because, like, uh, big players, like Serie A at that time was like the best league in the world. Um, and they were saying the big players went to Milan, Inter, uh, and Juve mostly. Um, did they say another team? Juve, Inter, and AC Milan, probably that was the ones. Um, Lazio? No. Um, I don't even think they said Rome, but they just went to... Oh, the, Roma probably. Roma no, no not even there. They just said they went to the northern teams. Wow. Um, maybe, I know I wrote it down. The The one problem with the... with the um, Yeah, no, they were just saying the big... Yeah, the big players went to Juve, Inter, and Napoli. I'm sorry, and uh, Milan. The problem with the documentary is it skipped around a lot, and it was a little bit weird. Um, but I'll talk about my criticisms of the actual documentary at the end. But yeah, so it was crazy him going to Napoli. Napoli was the poorest country. I mean, I'm sorry, the poorest city in Italy by far. Mm. Um, and they were saying it's the poorest city in, in like Western Europe. Like that was how it was characterized at that time. Jesus. Napoli was the poorest city in uh, Western Europe. Now I'm going to read some of these uh, things that they used to say. I don't know if you read this song that I put in the chat on the stream. You were playing, so you probably couldn't see. They were showing. Uh, yeah, I read that. I was dead ass laughing. Like it was crazy what they would say about the Neapolitans, people from Napoli, and Maradona himself said like those. What the hell is this in your hand? What is it? It's a it's a notebook. This is what I would, this is what I do. The um, anyway. I was eighty four years old. <laughs> Okay, so this you need is your bifocals for that too. <laughs> no, you need bifocals actually. Oh, man. <laughs> um, this is what they said. This is the song that the Juve fans were singing about Napoli. The, I was dying. I had to like pause it so I could write it down. Obviously, they're singing in a soccer stadium and they're like you know chanting it and it's like rhymes in Italian. But they're saying even the dogs run too. The Neapolitans are coming. Uh, sick with cholera, victims of the earthquake. You never wash with soap. <laughs> Napoli shit, Napoli cholera. <laughs> You're the shame of the whole Italy. Huh. Uh, Neapolitans work hard because for Maradona, you have to sell your ass too. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> but but it was like the the one part I can like understand the chant is like Napoli mierda, Napoli cholera. Damn! Because there was like a cholera outbreak because like some of the sewage system down there in Napoli, and there was an earthquake too. So they're like. They were saying they they would put banners up in the stadium saying like 
Um, you got like Napoli is like the Neapolitans are the unwashed, the peasants. They had one that said "Hello, cholera sufferers." Um, one of them said "Napoli, the sewer of Italy." Huh. Um, there was another song. Um, oh, this one was funny. I mean, this is creative. They were saying like, obviously it's a, in Italian, it's better, but they're like. Um, Wash them, wash them, wash them with fire. Oh, Vesuvio, wash them with fire. That's the volcano. That destroyed- oh, my God. <laughs> that's the yeah. volcano. I think that's the one that like destroyed Pompeii or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And like they were saying, like, one of the reporters, the guys, was saying, like, you know, they were considered, like, the Africans of Italy. They were, and obviously, they're looking down on them. Mm. Um and like they weren't, they were a poor team. So like them buying Maradona, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you're gonna have to like sell your ass to afford Maradona because he was a good player, but Napoli wasn't known for uh, getting big players yeah. at that time. They had never won the league before Napoli. That's uh, crazy. I didn't yeah, know that. never. Um, so they won the league. So okay, so '86 World Cup. Our, obviously, Argentina wins '86 World Cup in Mexico. That's where the hand goal was against England. Yeah. yeah, but he also scored the other goal after that. We like ran through everybody. I didn't think that. I'm not sure. I didn't think that was like that amazing, but maybe for back then. Um, but it's because he like left footed. I'm like, I'm not really into it. <laughs> <laughs> Bam goes on. We made it. Says I didn't think that goal by Maradona was that amazing. He's he left footed. I'm yeah, over it. Hating. You're um, like I see Messi do it all the time. So. They won the World Cup. Maradona was baller, though, man. No, no, he was baller. They, they were showing some plays. He's, like, amazing. I think they said in that World Cup, or maybe the, the World Cup after that, He, I think it might have been that World Cup where they won. He got fouled 50 times. It's the most a player's ever been fouled in the World Cup ever. Like, he, and they would show, like, him getting fouled all the time. Like, he's just huh. destroyed everybody. They just, like, slide down, especially in Italy. Yeah. They just, like, slide down. Bang. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and that's how he hurt his ankle in Barcelona. I'm not surprised. I think it was an athletic. It was a di- very dirty tackle, though. Um, but, so they won the World He won the World Cup. Then they go back into the league with Napoli. And they win their first league title um, in the 86-87 season. And then they also won the Cup. And then in the 80, um, so I think in the 87, 88 season, I think it was, he was saying that he wanted to leave. Um, But the the president wouldn't let him leave, but he wanted to go. Um, And, but then in the 88, 89 season, they won the Champions League, actually. No, good. So, 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 um. So now there's a lot of stuff that happened in between that. I, apparently he got involved. Napoli, they were saying, was basically run by a mafia family, the Camorra, which is like the mafia. Um, he got involved with them. Uh, they showed a bunch of pictures of some of these people that are involved in that gang. He started getting on drugs at some point. Um, he he had a he had a um, a child with this woman that he had denied from then. I think it was '86 up until 2016 he just acknowledged the the dude whose name is Diego Maradona Jr. Yeah, uh, guy's like 24. He, no, well no, he's like 30 something. Oh, first time. He was like he was like 30 when he acknowledged him. Um Damn, what if he became baller what happened? <laughs> um Diego Maradona there was, Jr. There, there was just a lot um the the thing that was annoying though, they just the documentary skipped around, you know, it's like they'll go forward then go back and I'm just like, yo, yeah. like you're making it hard to uh, keep track of everything. I like when it's all chronological. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. Um, 
I, I don't want to stay on this uh, Maradona thing too much, but um, he started doing drugs. He was a partier. Everybody knew. He used to hang out in the nightlife. Um, the best is the video of him the just using the garden hose on the media dudes outside the door. <laughs> they didn't show that, actually. That's so fresh. Um, <laughs> there was like... But he kind of started to get over... He was just like so famous. Like, and he, he was like over it. Like, he was just, you know, I can't imagine. Yeah, and it's, it's just like the people just wouldn't let him live, you know? Um, so that was like becoming very difficult for him. He wanted to leave, but they, but like basically Napoli wouldn't let him go. Um, so then the 1990 World Cup comes along, and um, the two things I noticed. Um, what the heck does that say? Oh, two things that I didn't. Well, that was funny. That was interesting. The spray that they use on players now, the uh, the magic spray, whether they or they had that back then in 1990. <laughs> uh, and also, Maradona's playing this World Cup, uh, 1990 World Cup in Italy with a hoop earring in his ear. So fresh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, so did so did um. He was the only one. What's his name from uh, Italy? Had the cross or something like that, or a hoop earring also? Probably. Piat, not Piat, something like that. The, the, the legend. Mm, I'm not sure. Um, so, this is kind of what ended up being like the down, to the, the real, how his career started really going down was um, Argentina beat Italy in that World Cup and they played it in Napoli. Um, and. Oh, I remember the story. I remember, yeah, I remember so hearing about this. Before the match, he was like, he was like saying that he would hope the. Neapolitans would go for Argentina over Italy. And a lot of people in Italy got offended by that. And some of the, you know, it's a mafia town. So it's not like, you know, okay, well, if the mayor doesn't get offended, it's like, you know, you know who's pull, pulling the strings back then. Um, so there was a lot of people that were offended. Some people were saying, yeah, I'm going to go for him because Maradona, like, brought so much to us. We won the league twice. Like, they never had achieved anything. I'm not all the way mad at him for saying that, but that's a bold move, sir. Well, yeah, it might not be that big a deal someplace, but, like, there it was just, like, because they're just so intense about it. Um, so they ended up beating Italy on penalties. And they went to the final. They lost to West Germany. But he got a lot of backlash after that. Um, he caught a charge after that. They, they had some Operation China. They were wiretapping his phone. Caught him talking about uh, cocaine and prostitutes. Um, he caught a, a year and change suspended sentence. Um, and yeah, basically got, after that he was out of there. Um, when he got the sentence, he left. He did play in the 91 season, and they were showing him playing, and he was so chubby. It was crazy. Um, oh, name was season for where? For Napoli. So he got he caught that sentence. He played in the next season, but then after a game against uh, some team, uh, Body or something like that, they tested him. They gave him a test, like a drug test, and he failed. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he had, man. He had cocaine in his system. And then they, so they were saying that he got a one year ban. He can't play, so he like went back to Argentina. Now I know that he played for Sevilla at some point, and he went back to play for Boca Juniors. Literally after that, nineteen ninety one, they're saying like he got suspended for the drugs. They skip all the way to two thousand four. Oh, what? Yeah, I like, want to hear about his road trip, the trip after that. They literally they skipped to two thousand four. Played for Sevilla. Yeah, for a season. Um, they skipped to two thousand four, and he's like doing some interview talking about his addiction issues. Um and like just where he was at, he, this is obviously he's like much older. He's done at that point, but um, just where he was in his life at that point, and he's like 
I think he was like in an institute trying to recover. Um, they, it basically ended there. They were, they, and then like later on, like kind of during the credits, they said in 2016, he finally acknowledged his Italian son and they met each other. Um, one of the things I think his girl, his wife said was that his issue, th- this is like the one like lesson you can take from this uh, documentary, which to be honest with you, I didn't really like the documentary itself that much. He said that she was saying that Diego had a lot of pressure on him from a young age and he always liked to deal with his problems himself. He didn't like to talk to anybody about his issues and his problems. So like he just had the burden on himself and like, since he didn't do that, like he coped and like tried to deal with the issues with substances and trying to party it away and stuff like that. Um, it seemed like he was a nice guy and like people liked him. Um, oh God, there were some funny songs they would be singing. I think like after they won the world cup or something like that, they were saying, they were singing some hilarious songs like the Argentina players. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I, I wish I could remember. Uh, it was like, you'd be dying like, damn, what Argentina, <laughs> um, but yeah. So the thing that I think people could take is from that is like, talk to your family, talk to, talk to your friends about your problems, your issues. You know, don't just think that you got to carry. I mean, if you have people you can turn to, don't just carry the burden all on your shoulders. You got to talk to people because if you don't, you might end up, you know, being like, you know, I'm gonna drink my problems away. I'm gonna do drugs of my problems away, and you never know where that can lead. The, the dude was saying he uh, went to Maradona's house and he's laying on the floor in the bathroom with a blanket on him. Like, he was just completely wrecked off cocaine. Like, straight up addicted to cocaine. Uh, yeah. And that was back when that cocaine was real. Hmm? In, yeah, I think I think that's a good point you make. I mean, especially in today's society, I think that people like to use uh, other avenues to escape, you know, issues and realities. And I mm-hmm. think that's important to, when you're... Con- I know it's important to confront them, but don't think you have to confront them alone. Yeah, Caesar can't stop telling me about his issues. All right. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Okay. See, that's why people don't do it. (laughs) People like you in the world. (laughs) Habitual. Habitual. Oh, I didn't hear that uh, H first. (laughs) But no, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, so I, I think it's really important that you you understand that when you face these problems, you're not doing alone. Yeah. Um, and you know. People say, oh, I don't have anybody. You do. You really do. We didn't come up with this. We, 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 we did not come into up. Come, you weren't, unless you were born on some desert island, there's somebody out there. You may not know it. It's mm-hmm. not that nobody's out there because you, you don't see it per se, but you just don't know yet. Try try to find to talk to a random person one day. You never know. Because if I know how I am, if me and you was walking the street and someone walked up and hey, man, like, I'm just not having a great day, I'd be like, hey, man, you know. What's good? Like, what's going on, man? Yeah. Well, you'll mad dog them before they start talking to you. Because so. then I think it's, I might, at first I think it's a trap. No, yeah. no, I oh, no, but oh, no, seriously, no. Like, yeah, you're not alone in this world. Um, if you know, have any issues, please, like, just don't think you're alone. Try to talk to somebody because, because it's, it's important. Things like this happen. There's, there's situations happen where you may think that your behavior is only affecting you, but you mean somebody to somebody out there. You mean something to somebody out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, people don't want to see you hurt. I mean, I, I, obviously, I can't speak for everybody. Maybe yeah, you don't yeah. have anybody, but I'm I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. Um, and you have to take the leap to be like, you know what? I'm gonna be vulnerable with this person and just be like, be like, you know what? I mean, I, I guess going back to Maradona's case, like he was. I think the biggest issue for him was just being that 
famous yeah. and just like not knowing how to handle it and he's the only one you know like it's not no, like one, his, no one can empathize yeah n- nobody can understand what he's going through he leave the house they're just like around the around the uh car like he can't even walk it's like he i think they were like he's like walking through the airport people are crowding so much he's like up against the window like trying to get through like it was insane Jeez. for him um, awful life he, he but but then like as fast as they loved him like they ended up turning against him in a way too. He said that when he came to Napoli, he was greeted by like eighty five thousand people. He said, "I left alone." You know, like I mean, I'm sure like with his kids and his wife, but like he was like there wasn't anybody there when I left. I don't know if that's kind of hyperbole, but like he was. That's basically how he put it. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously people, he's a very polarizing figure, and people feel a way about him. I don't. I mean, obviously I wasn't like alive then, or like knowing what's going on then to really know. Like I wasn't an adult to be watching Maradona, but like he's a, he has an interesting life, and um, it's it's not a life that I haven't heard of, aside from like being a famous athlete, but like somebody ending up on drugs that yeah. you probably kind of wouldn't expect it from, you know. Um. Would I suggest the documentary itself? Like, uh, I guess if you like the sport.